Let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you that you give us yourself as you speak to us by your word. And we thank you for it being written down, uh, for it being read, uh, and for it being proclaimed. And so we ask, Heavenly Father, that you would now work in us by the same spirit uh, that brings us your word, that we might hear it and love it and obey it. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Uh, well, I was thinking that growing up is both an exciting and uh, at the same time daunting experience. I don't know if that resonates with you. Uh, I've got three sons. Uh, since as long as I can remember, they have excitedly been checking on how high they are against me and my height. Who is the tallest? Uh, the prize is to be taller than dad. Isn't that right? Chips and chat know what I'm talking about. Uh, and I remember one of them saying, this was at another time in their life together, one of them saying, when they hadn't got their own way, uh, through tears I might add, I can't wait till I'm grown up and I can do whatever I want. Uh, we know how we feel about that, those of us who have, uh, because it's not all tomato sauce on every meal and staying up past your bedtime every night. On the other side of the coin, I have this memory when I myself was growing up, when I was 12, for some reason, I don't know why my head went to this place, but I remember thinking about being a grown-up and having some small idea what that would be like, but my 12-year-old mind, it did not cope. I think I had some trouble getting to sleep that night. But I share all of this, uh, and because of the aid that, uh, what was his name, Dr. Experiment gave us earlier, uh, uh, we so often as a church talk about growing. We talk about growing faith. We talk about growing in Christ. In fact, as we put these uh, four weeks together and picked up on four key elements of our discipleship pathway, that's the picture uh, that we have up there to help us see what we're doing as a church and think about what we're doing for every person as we have opportunity to serve them. Uh, we're up to the growing week. As Dave said at the beginning, we actually started on the second one of those and we're going two, three, four, one. Hopefully that'll make sense, at least on the last day. Uh, we'll see how we go. Uh, but why do we spend all this time on growing? Why is it so important? And how does it move from just being something written on the screen or down on a piece of paper to the life-changing experience uh, God promises to each one of us, to each one of us who trust the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, uh, to be clear, this is all God's idea. We as a church are just trying to capture what he said to help us be clear one with another. It's his extraordinary plan. It's our privilege uh, and our opportunity to play our parts in it and to experience it. And like growing up physically can be both exciting and at times daunting, I guess there are lots of similarities between uh, growing up physically and growing up spiritually as well. So what is this spiritual growth and why is it so important? Well, to start out, it comes from being born into a new life. Uh, who remembers being born here? Uh, no, that's only, that's, you know, when you're up the front, the only safe 
question you can ask people to put their hands up for is one that nobody has to put their hands up for. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Uh, but Jesus talks about being born again. Now, being born again has got some really rough publicity, hasn't it? Because the first thing we often think of is American televangelists asking for our money, which is an unfortunate correlation with me doing a giving spot earlier today, but anyway. Uh, but the real deal uh, when it comes to being born again is, well, do you remember what Jesus said to Nicodemus in John chapter 3? He said to him, you must be born again. And of course, Nicodemus, he didn't get it, understandably. Jesus had to explain what he was talking about was a new birth, a second birth, a spiritual birth, as he describes it. And so you can read in Hebrews and in Paul, uh, he talks to the Christians of being babies or infants in their trust in Jesus. Uh, but more than that, Time and again, we're told this spiritual birth isn't being born from nothing, uh, but from being spiritually dead to God and under his judgment. And so what's happening here is that God, God's word takes something that is familiar uh, to us of being born and growing up physically to help us understand and come to grips uh, with what has happened to us and is continuing to happen for us now spiritually. Now, right at the heart of this new life, uh, given this new birth, in fact, the whole kit and caboodle of this new life is being united to Christ. Uh, you'll see this, uh, <coughs> this phrase, uh, in Christ, uh, <coughs> pardon me, uh, uh, in all sorts of uh, parts of the New Testament. Let me read those words we heard from Colossians uh, 1 again, reading from verse 27. To them, the church that is, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles, the non-Jews, the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He's talking about our relationship with God. He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. And so what we hear is God has given us this, this extraordinary gift, a relationship with himself through the Lord Jesus, a, a privilege to know God himself, to have him speak to us, to be able to pray for and live for him. We who have trusted Jesus, ours is now the certainty of life forever with him, the comfort of knowing his saving mercy and the purpose of life that he alone gives. Now let me ask you this, uh, what, do you think, what do you think the goal should be? Uh, if you've got a child in front of you, uh, perhaps you are one, uh, but if you've got a child in front of you, maybe you're a parent, you don't have to be, what, what is the goal for the growth of a child? Uh, it's to grow up to be a mature adult, isn't it? Uh, that's what we hope for for our three sons. 
and just like we grow up from being babies to uh, mature adults, that's God's goal for us as followers and disciples of Jesus, that we would become like Jesus. Now, of course, he's unique in God's plans and purposes, but as he is a human and honoured God and depended on God and lived for God, so he is growing us to be like him. Reading again from verse 28, this is how the Apostle Paul spends all his energy uh, because of that goal. He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. Growing as a Christian is as essential as growing up as a person. And if you're not growing, you're dying. Now, my hope is, at least you shouldn't, that you'll hear anyone here at church saying, well, I've been growing and now I've made it. Okay? If someone says that, that's a sign they really haven't made it. Uh, but what you will hear on the death, uh, on the death of one of our brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, not from their lips but from ours, is now they are fully mature in Christ. They have received everything God has in store for them. That's the goal of the Christian. That's the goal of the Christian disciple's life, going from uh, being dead to new birth, from new birth to growing mature into the likeness of our great elder brother, Jesus. And that's why we, uh, uh, in light of that, talk about our discipleship tool. Uh, one of the things you'll notice uh, as we go through this series is we, we talk about uh, different tools. Uh, we talked about, you know, the tool to help with giving. We're talking now about a tool to help with growing. Uh, I expect you have tools for all sorts of different jobs. I mean, you know, who doesn't have a phone with apps on it? They're just a, a type of tool. You might even have a toolbox or something like that. That's old school. Uh, this, this is a tool that we hope uh, is easy to use, to carry around with you, easy to carry around with you, and useful for lots of different situations. Uh, we're using it as a church, as we think about other people, and uh, uh, I commend it to you to use uh, for, with individuals uh, that we want to see growing in Christ. And, and I wonder, because I'm going to put a slide up, there it is. There's the slide. Uh, uh, if you could actually learn it for yourself. Uh, remembering first that goal God has for everyone, that they would be mature in Christ, saying, well, here's the person in front of me uh, in their circumstances and uh, uh, their needs, and then reflecting on the word of God, what's God's word teach me? How can I bring it to intersect with their life so that they can move next steps towards that maturity in Christ? Uh, it, it might be as simple as walking into a room and walking up to someone who has no one talking to them with the opportunity for you to talk to them of their life and listen and indeed share your life and perhaps your life in Christ. 
There are plenty of other examples as well. In fact, life, in my view, life is full of uh, discipleship opportunities, of opportunities to lovingly serve others using this tool. Let me add a reminder though, and we should be clear on this, uh, this is not because we bring the growth to ourselves or to others. Uh, it's actually God who brings the growth. Have a look, we read 1 Corinthians earlier this year. This is what Paul says in chapter three from verse five. What after all is Apollos and what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. God has shown us his extraordinary kindness. Uh, everything we have uh, uh, is indeed a gift from him. And the new life we have is a gift from him. But at the same time, he also gives us the privilege and opportunity to have responsibilities in the faith face of those gifts. And so remember our reading from Romans 12 from verse 1. Paul says, therefore I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, his pleasing and perfect will. Now, one of the things that you'll find uh, this week and across this series is that uh, we're reading a number of passages from the Bible with, you know, connected themes. We're not going to be able to dig into each one of them uh, in the way that we normally do week by week. But what we see in this one is our responsibility to respond to God, devoting our lives to the one who has saved us. Uh, rejecting the mindset, the actions, the ethics of those who don't trust God and embracing those of the Lord Jesus in whose image we've been remade. Now, having mentioned the discipleship tool, uh, a natural question to ask at this point might be, well... When I'm looking at someone, say, Emma or Matthew, what is it about their circumstances that I should pay the most attention to? And another question is like it. Uh, and what from God's word should I bring to intersect with it? Well, let me encourage you that as you are renewing your mind, like we are today, from hearing God's word, uh, this will become clearer and clearer. Uh, uh, in the first place, and I mention it because I think it, we might be at risk of overlooking it, uh, for every person we come across, here is a sinner, uh, whether forgiven already or not yet, all of us in the need of God's mercy. In fact, let's do this. Uh, just to sort of organise ourselves for today, this week, uh, let's turn our attention to your growth and my growth, our individual growth. And next week, 
uh, and our, our big headline next week is going to be serving. Well, that's actually part of this, but where we concentrate on how we serve others in their growth. So, remind you of the discipleship tool again, and I hope you'll see as we uh, go on this morning the different ways you can use the same tool. Uh, my hope is it'll be helpful in all sorts of situations as it reflects God's word on how we should do this. Uh, and using the discipleship tool, instead of looking at the person who's in front of you, well, what I want you to do is just to slide a mirror in, okay? Slide a mirror in between somebody else and yourself. And who do you see? Yourself. Excellent. Right. So the discipleship tool works if you can slide a mirror in for thinking about your own next steps. If God's goal is every person becoming mature in Christ, uh, here is the person in front of me in the mirror. Uh, we ask ourselves, where are they at in their circumstances of life? And then reflecting, what does God's word teach me? How can I bring it to intersect with this person's life, with my life? Asking how can I serve them to take the next steps in maturity in Christ? Now, the Bible is full of answers to that question. And our brothers and sisters in Christ, we can help each other in the answers to those questions. But I thought I'd just pick, pick an example passage uh, because we read Colossians 1. I thought we'd uh, pick up on Colossians 3. And, and again, I just want you to just uh, get the get the broad uh, spread of what this is saying and think about it in light of the discipleship tool and your growth in maturity. Uh, it is a rich mine uh, which we can go down uh, and find great treasures. So reading Colossians chapter 3 from verse 5 and thinking about that discipleship tool, Paul says, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. But now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Do you see how the discipleship tool is just seeking to reflect passages like this? Therefore... As God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Uh, that, that, that is a wonderful passage of God's word. It, it captures uh, the shift from death to life and growing in maturity. And, and I hope that you could see at least one thing, one area, I expect if you're anything like me, you can see more, where you could be growing 
uh, in maturity in Christ from God's word in Colossians. And what, what this mindset of thinking, recognising God's intention for us, what it enables us to do is to stop and reflect. Uh, reflect on where we are at in our relationship with God and where we're up to at being a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. You know, we come to read God's word, but do you know what really happens even more significantly? God's word reads us. And of course, the better we get to know his word, the better we're able to answer uh, the next step questions for ourselves. That's what the writer to Romans is getting at when he commands us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Know God's truth. Indeed, know God. And so I've seen Greg and David grow uh, as they went from not reading the Bible for themselves to reading it regularly, to reading it all the way through and start going around again. And I saw Judy come from not being present at any church to being present and now a serving participant in our church. As a church, we have another tool to offer, uh, uh, like the discipleship tool, uh, the growth tool. And again, you know, the Bible doesn't say, here's the growth tool, here's the discipleship tool. We're just talking about, here's some fundamentals that can help us in light of the growth that matters so much to God. So the growth tool is G-R-O-W-T-H. We made this short video clip uh, a few years ago uh, to remind you of what this is. We're not going to delve into it at the moment, but to remind you of what it is, let's see the clip. If, you, uh, if that's the first time you've come across that, do ask uh, one of us from church here uh, if you want to explore that a little bit more. But we've uh, talked about that in the past and can again in the future. But if we remember these tools, under God they'll serve the very growth uh, that he promises to bring in us. Here's another one, uh, our discipleship bookmark. Uh, we've used these in the past and we're going to hand them out in two weeks' time. And so I just want to raise it with you for your thinking in light of uh, this week's theme of growth as to well, what might be one or two or three things, areas of your life, things in which under God you would like to grow next steps in the next 12 months. And have a think about them. Have a pray about them. Talk with your growth group about them, with your household about them. Uh, pop them down on this list in two weeks' time and keep it in your Bible. There's something else on the other side we'll talk about then uh, so that you can pray over them and remind yourself of them and under God take next steps in them. Uh, like all our tools, uh, we hope it will be helpful
and one of the things that I guess matters so much to us as a church, and we'll hear more of why next week, uh, is because when we are carrying about in our mind uh, the desire to grow in the knowledge and love of God, uh, some of these tools are designed to help us so that, well, you don't need to have me around or your growth group leader around or some other particular person around for you to be actively growing in your trust in Jesus. You can work on it any time. You can be working on it all the time under God. And that's not to say that there isn't a place uh, for leaders. And of course, uh, from what we hear last week, uh, heard last week, each other. But our responsibility as leaders is to lead by the word of God and disciple through the word of God so that each one of us uh, might take up our responsibilities, leading ourselves uh, in godliness and holiness by the word of God. One of the things I love about the discipleship tool is that it tries to capture the, the way of thinking God wants for us and it works for anyone uh, and it works for everyone. Let me tell you what I mean. Uh, you might be a, a new Christian, a baby Christian, you might be you know, uh, of quite some significant years as an adult but you can still be a baby Christian spiritually and just have come to a new and saving trust in Jesus. Uh, you can answer the questions that we've been talking about today, uh, uh, what's the next step for me, and we can help you with that as you grow to be like your great elder brother Jesus. Then again, you might be grey-haired in the faith, so to speak, or perhaps I should revise that to no-haired in the faith. Uh, and again, you can use the same question, what's the next step for me and the next step for you may be a different answer. It'll still be along that same trajectory. And because God has made us different, two people at the same place, similar circumstances, even together here in our church, may have different answers to that question. What's the next step for me? On the other hand, you might be someone who, who is checking out Jesus, thinking about what does it look like to have a trust in him? And there's still an answer for you here too. Because God's desire for each of us is that we would move next steps towards maturity in Jesus, which for you, if you haven't trusted him yet, is to humble yourself, ask for his forgiveness, and begin your new life. Like I said at the outset, uh, our growth in Christ isn't uh, without its challenges. I, I, I want to just pick up on two challenges to our growth in godliness uh, today. Uh, one is to think we don't really have that much further to grow to be mature in Christ. Uh, but wouldn't the mature person see their sin all the more clearly? hold their need for forgiveness all the more dearly. The very nature of sin is actually to exploit opportunity, the opportunities that our circumstances, our wiring, our way of thinking give it, to lead us uh, out of the light into the shadows that we don't talk about with others and don't want to be asked about. 
But you know what they say about light, don't you? That it is the best disinfectant. Uh, and that mindset, that analogy works with seeing our need as clearly as God sees it, by bringing our lives into the light, the light of the Lord Jesus in his word and being accountable to others and each other for our growth. The other challenge I'll mention this morning is to be apathetic about our growth, to just be not really caring, to not realise that the world, the devil and our own sin, that they dismiss this church, what we are doing here, the good news about Jesus that has brought us together as the sort of the domain of the overpious, the people who are taking religion just a bit too seriously. Or if that doesn't work, they might try and distract us to never think about it by sheer force of our busyness but growing together individually and as God's church growing in faith growing in Christ this is our joy this is our priority that shapes all other priorities as God's church we have the joy of growing and so let me ask you uh, do be thinking about it talk about it with each other over morning tea. Uh, what's one area, perhaps two or three, in which you want to reflect and pray and come back to thinking, how might I grow in this next steps today, in the month ahead, in the next 12 months? Although in my head, <clears throat> I think I'm still about 23, uh, my years on this earth are starting to add up, uh, you might have noticed. Uh, but in his kindness, uh, and I am so thankful for it, God our Father, by the work of his spirit, has not only given me new birth, and wouldn't that extraordinarily be enough, but He's allowed me to see as I've experienced his kindness in growing me. He's shown me the growth that he's working in me. And I'm sure you can look at me and go, yep, and there's still a long way to go, Roger. And we both know, don't we, that it's not all beer and Skittles, which is an interesting Australian phrase. I'm not really interested in either beer nor Skittles. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, it's not all... Uh, easy, it can be complicated. There are times where we feel like it's two steps forward and one step back. But praise God that this is what He wants for us for us to be mature, grown up in Christ for His glory. Let me lead us in prayer. Dear Father in heaven, uh, we thank you that in your great plans, your extraordinary love, you not only save us, but remake us into the image of your son, the Lord Jesus. Grow us, we pray. Lead us next steps. Thank you for being very clear for us uh, in your word that we might know what that path looks like, that we may walk it together, uh, that we may imitate those who have walked before us in it.
and bring about that growth, Heavenly Father, that deepens and strengthens our trust and dependence and humility before you and in you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.